0: I know a man who will be fit and firing and ready to go is the man they call Harry, Chris Harris, uh, out of the SN office in Christchurch. Uh, Morning. Harry, how are you doing?
1: Good, Ricardo. How are you,
0: buddy? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Thanks for uh, ma- making time for us uh, early this morning, mate. Uh, uh, first up, uh, I suppose we should really talk uh, White Ferns, mate. And uh, we mm. had Ben Sawyer on the phone uh, last week and he said, look, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a risk and reward thing. We have to be going out and trying to score 200 rather than playing it safe and scoring 130. And sometimes that doesn't come off. Well, we've just uh, lost our first ever series to Pakistan at home. So question marks for you?
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting that he says that, because they were chasing a smaller total of about 136, and they ended up 127 for 7, so um, they didn't quite get that formula right. Obviously, in the first game, they didn't have Amelia Kerr, because she was over in Australia in the Big Bash, and so there was lots of talk about her coming back, making a big difference, and unfortunately, even in the Mm. second one, um, they didn't. Uh, Being nine short, only seven down, you'd sort of wonder that perhaps they didn't take a, a, enough risks, and it, ju- it just seems to me there's a couple of Pakistan batsmen that tend to score a lot better at a run ball, and it just feels as though the New Zealand batsmen are struggling to do that, and I think that's been the difference.
2: What's the the, the biggest problem, Harry, in your eyes? I look at the squad and, and you think, look, there's a lot of class there, particularly what we saw in the WBBL uh, you know, Amelia Kerr, you had Sophie Devine over there hitting big big runs, and then you're coming over and playing for this team. Is, is there a culture problem? Is there something going on behind the scenes that we're probably not seeing seen any?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, we've got a, a class batting lineup, and as you've said, we've got mm. proven senior players that have been proven in all conditions and scored heavily in this format of the game. Um, and it yeah. just could be a case that unfortunately they're not in the best of Nick. You know, when you look at Susie Bates, Devine, Amelia Kerr coming back, I mean, we've got some quality, world-class players at the top of the order, and unfortunately that it's not firing. And when your top order doesn't fire in T20 format, it makes it really challenging for middle and lower orders to come in and score at sort of seven, and eight and over. So we just, we literally just need more out of the top order. I, I know there was some mm. talk that, maybe um, moving um, divine back to the top of the order. So I'm not sure if that's something that she's interested in or, you know, it's not what the team wants going forward, but that could be an option they look at. But, yeah, we just, um, I don't think we've been aggressive enough at the top of the order, to be honest.
0: The New Zealand eleven played Pakistan in the warm-up, um, Harry. How much depth have we got coming through? I mean, I know Lee Kasprick is there and she's been on the fringes for a while, but how much in the way of options has Ben Sawyer got
1: Look, I think there's a little bit there, but I think he's, at the end of the day, I think he's got the best players for getting this job done. And as I said, they're just, they're not, probably just not the best in Nick. And we we just need that top ordering, top order firing. I don't think there's anyone that's put their hand up that said, "I, you know, I can come into the top order and do that job. Um, But that's something they need to sort of get right because obviously quite a bit of reasonable home summer for the the White Ferns. So they'll be very keen to, rectify that form and, and and get ready for the rest of the summer work to be Yeah they got
2: one more yeah, there's work to be done. And they've got another game to go to salvage, uh, you, you know, some, some pride uh, back in that, uh, black, that black silk. So, hey, mate, uh, let's talk about the, the test team. They're taking on uh, Bangladesh. Obviously, uh, losing that first series, we do not want to go down and be a part of history. I think they've only lost uh, one home series against Zimbabwe and the West Indies. There's been a lot of talk about selections. Ravindra to be in the team. How surprised will you be if he isn't?
1: Um, I'll be a little bit surprised. I, mm. I, I think I, I have a chat with and We both picked him in our first mm. test um, side. So I mm. think, look, for a couple of reasons now, he obviously offers that other um, spin option, but it just strengthens up that order as well or we'll make it a, a pretty strong order. You know, whether he comes in for a, um, an or or one of the middle order batsmen, I think slotting him in at sort of six or seven um, is, is one is twofold really it's great for him just to make his way in the you know in the test arena not push him up too high but give him a chance to settle um, and i just think it'd be a really good place to start and, and, and there's been a little bit of talk as well this is the start of the second round of the test championship so this is important points mm. so new mm. zealand really need to rectify that loss in the first test and try and and it's difficult in Bangladesh in their conditions against their bowlers, because as the wickets deteriorate, you know, the variation in bounce and the spin, we all saw it. So um, it's going to be challenging, but it's it's really important that New Zealand get it right in that second test. But I would certainly pick Ravindra if I was over there.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, mate, because, I mean, we've talked a bit about Henry Nichols, right? And uh, I mentioned the stat a couple of times. I think his test average is 38, but on the subcontinent it's 16. Uh, and they continue to pick him, right? But we saw that Rutchen, being quite a risky player, is probably going to be a better player of spin than what Nichols is. Um, would you would you slot him in at four, or would you look at maybe Will Young opening and, and, and bringing Devin Conway into four? What what would you be doing in terms of a, a rejig of this batting lineup?
1: Oh, look, if it was Henry Nichols to miss out, and I feel sorry, a bit sorry for Henry Nichols, because he seems to be the guy we always go to. We've, we've got to remember that mm. the chess before this one, he scored a double hundred, so he's. And, and, and I take the point that um, his average in the subcontinent not as good. But if he was to be replaced by Ravindra, I think you just slide Mitchell up to four, which I think he can handle. Um, and then perhaps Ravindra or Phillips at five, um, so I wouldn't make I wouldn't make drastic changes, and I wouldn't want to chuck Ravindra up too high too soon. I mean, I know he had a phenomenal World Cup, and we want to get him in there at some stage, but I'd love him just to bat in that sort of middle to lower order to give him a chance to settle into the test arena. But they've got, yeah, there's so if we... um, decisions to be made.
2: Yeah. So if we're strengthening up our, our batting stocks, uh, Harry, what about yep. the bowling side of things? We didn't probably have... We didn't have a, uh, the success that the Bangladesh spinners had in terms of that. So does AJ's keep his frontline spinner spot?
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't think you can make drastic changes. I just don't think we bowled well enough in that, in that first test match. Mm. Um, you know, if you're if you a it, you've probably got to keep the two seamers, obviously a new venue. So um, the, the two seamers in Saudi and Jamison, obviously have got to do um, their best work in that first innings. Um, and, and try and make early, early inroads, which makes it easier for that sort of spinning option. The other option um, is, is Ravindra comes in for Estote because you've got the advantage that we had after that first test is the emergence, I guess, of Glenn Phillips with the ball. Um, mm. You know, I thought he bowled really <laughs> well in the World Cup when he was asked to, and then he came out and got a four for in the in the test match. Um, so his his quality is certainly an improved and one that New Zealand are obviously happy to use him um, and not just a part-time role but certainly get some un- um, overs under his belt and being a right arm offie, he's going away um, he's going the other way to the, the two left left-armers that potentially might get picked
0: it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting one I was reading that the car apparently it looks like it's going to be more of a spinning pitch than than the last one um, so that would suggest uh, maybe you know they need another another outright spinner but yeah I mean ish so do, for you, where, where is he with his Test career? Because he does seem to be that player that can bowl five great balls that, that really get the batsman thinking and then kind of lets him off the hook with a sixth every over.
1: Yeah, well, he's been phenomenal in white ball cricket in recent years and just he, he's never really had that much time to settle in Test cricket and hasn't really set the world alight in that format. So um, I, I have a feeling that before this Test series started they thought they were going to give him both the Test matches. They're in spinning conditions and this is an opportunity for him to um, I, I guess in some ways cement his spot um, when conditions um, you know suit him going forward. Um, so look, I did say that Ravindra might come in for Ish, but they may give him this other test match and that could be saying, well, these are the best conditions for spin, so you know let's give you an opportunity and see what you've got. Um, and, and that might, in some ways, going forward, making an easier decision whether to keep including Ish or um, just to, for him to sort of concentrate in his white ball cricket.
2: Has, um we're, we're one from eight uh, series since the ICC World Championship. Are you concerned and, and why have we struggled a wee bit in the red ball format?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. isn't it? I, I don't really have the, the um, magic formula or the answers, really. I mean, mm. we've got obviously experience at the top of the order and guys that are proven in the test arena. Bangladesh, obviously they've been away from home a long time. Bangladesh has always been challenging. It's never mm. uh, it's never a, a place that you go to and generally bats and score mountains of runs. You know, generally the test matches are approximately how the first test went. You scored a sort of 300 to 350 in that first innings and then the scores get lower from there. So two things, New Zealand have to bowl better up front in the first innings and we've got to score more runs in that first innings. You've got to take the you got to take pressure off yourself scoring runs in that second innings, because it is really, really difficult. And when the, the total we had to chase, which was 350 or 60, whatever it was in that second innings, was always going to be a really, really tough ask on that surface. So we have to be better um, with ball and bat in that first innings. You know, that's the absolutely key. And if you don't set the game up in Bangladesh in that first innings, and you're behind the eight ball, you're in big, big trouble. You're chasing your tail, and it's going to be really mm-hmm. challenging. And we've we've seen that not just with this team, but and all the teams that have gone to Bangladesh, and that's been the formula. You've got to do well in that first innings. Do
2: you, do you know much about the conditions, how they are expected to differ in Dhaka uh, compared to the first test?
1: I don't think there'll be much difference, to be honest. Is that's generally how um, most of the wickets play in Bangladesh. I don't like to generalise too much, but they're very spinner-friendly. Spinner um, and that's why I you know, half on about the seamers have got to be um, really good in that first inning. So if they're going to get any help, it's going to be first up, um, so we've just we've got to pick up some early wickets, and and I know if we pick up early wickets, our spinners will come into their own and get into that middle order order of Bangladesh, and potentially you know the the opportunity to bowl them out for sort of two hundred, two hundred and fifty, and that's what we're going to be looking to do. So I know they'll put a lot of emphasis on that first innings.
0: Harry, uh, just looking across the ditch, mate, uh, you know, I know Neighbours has gone away and home home and away is not what it used to be, but boy, Australian cricket's providing the soap (laughs) opera, isn't
1: it? Oh, unbelievable. (laughs) You look at that World Cup and, you know, everyone was writing them off after about the first four or five (laughs) games, Um, but they just, um, you know, they hit form at the perfect time and they played the perfect tournament, really. Everyone was sort of um, saying they're out and then they ended up being the form the form team you know we all thought it was india's to lose and uh, australia came out and played as close as you could against a, an informed team the perfect game the way they bowled and fielded was just phenomenal and then they just icing on the cake with the way they did it with bat in hand they just made it look so easy um so you know, they're, they're obviously going to be dangerous in every um, in every format as they always have been but yeah, interesting listening to your State
0: of Origin chat, just getting off the shop like a little That's interesting time. Yeah, mate, it's it is. It's, it's all go on the, on that front. Um, well, actually, we had a text through from Ted saying, a league like most contact team sports is one up front. The problem with State of Origin is the top props in the game aren't Australian and haven't been for a while. The games themselves have been average at best, and Maguire has seen the power base lies with Pacific slash Polynesian players.
1: Go. I, I just love what, as he said. I mean, as a Kiwi, I'd love to watch a few Kiwis playing in that um, state of origin, but then understand that it sort of goes away a little bit from what it was designed for.
0: Yeah. Well, have you got a team, Harry? I mean, have you? Most Kiwis seem to have a team when it comes to origin, other than Kemper, who says he only he only cares about the black jersey.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I obviously prefer more about the black jersey as well, but I was sort of always a Queensland guy.
0: Oh well, never mind. He's not accounting for taste eh
2: he loves well, a
1: winner. Well, well, he he well, loves love a that. winner.
2: <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Harry! He just, just on on the Australians, they love to throw their own under the under the bus over there. Obviously, Mitchell Johnson throwing up uh, oh Dave Warner God. under the under the bus. There, have you ever thought about throwing Flem under the bus?
1: Well, not at all. But <laughs> I throw him under the bus. He threw him over the whole bloody line of traffic. I thought <laughs> that, that to me, uh, he made a point, but it was just how. Um, ferocious that point was. I mean, there's obviously underlying issues here for me. Um, look, yeah, look, it has a point. Um, one, some people are saying, well, he's not guaranteed to play three tests, so to say he's going to retire after mm. the third test causes other issues. As someone said, what happens if he fails in the first two? Is he guaranteed to be picked? Look, he's had a phenomenal career, and over a long period of time he's been a you know, a world-class player, and at his best, he's, he's amazing to watch. Um, and look, I think he deserves a, a um, a little bit of a send off. There was obviously the Sandgate saga as well, Sandpaper saga. saga, saga. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there certainly has been some issues, but that was, yeah, I thought that was a um, pretty ferocious um, article from Mitchell Johnson. It's not the first time either. So, yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting jo- times ahead. Yeah, Johnson said that because uh, he he did something in an article a little while ago when uh, Warner initially there was talk of him getting dropped, and Candice uh, Warner's wife came out and said a bunch of stuff. Uh, did did an interview somewhere about it and how. Um, you know it was unfair on her husband that all this talk and he uh, Johnson in a, in a in a column called it weird and cringy for her to do it um, <laughs> and apparently off the back of that Dave Warner sent him a text which he said was incredibly personal and said some pretty nasty things so I, I don't think this is going away anytime soon
1: no no so uh, expect a few more articles to come out and obviously Mitchell Johnson's writing for a paper as well so as he knows um, the more controversial you can be in in some ways, um, the more papers you sell. But yeah, I, th- there's certainly an underlying issue there, and they're obviously not—they're <laughs> obviously not the best of mates. And um, it feels any opportunity to um, put the knives in there, they've been um fast and furious.
0: Yeah. Did, did Fleam ever hook you up with an HRV system or not?
1: No, not yet. But I'm <laughs> sure he would. Fleam's pretty good like that.
0: Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> All right, mate.
2: Hey, good stuff, Harry. Thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks,
1: Pleasure, guys. <laughs> Anytime. See you in a
2: couple of hours on the course, mate.
1: Oh, yeah, I wish. Too busy,
0: mate. <laughs> Too busy in meetings, eh, Harry? You need to have more of your meetings on the course. That's what you need to do. Yeah, it's
1: a Christmas. It's a great time of the year to be selling, so I'm looking forward
0: to it. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good luck. <laughs>